and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street, a monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also rate and review us on Apple iTunes. Today is our second episode of our first miniseries. Uh, today, we will be discussing the second episode, which is called Whitey's on the Moon. And we have a special guest today by the name of Miss Crystal Stewart. We're here with our special guest, Crystal Marie Stewart. Yay! I feel like I should be like, meh, meh, meh. Uh, my name is Crystal Marie Stewart. I'm currently in Iowa City, Iowa, because I'm a graduate student. If you want to hear me yell about politics or pop culture, you can hit me up. I am on Facebook at Crystal Marie, but you have to follow me. We can't be friends. Or you can find me on Instagram at CM Stewart, in which case maybe we'll talk. All right. I have Twitter, but I'm never on it. Don't follow me. <laughs> now I want to follow you. <laughs> I mean, you can, but like, I won't post anything. <laughs> I just tweeted you for eternity and it'll be fine. Perfect. I'm, I'm trying to be better about Twitter because like all of my favorite Facebook pages, all my favorite Facebook posts are pictures of Twitter threads. So I'm like, maybe I should just be on Twitter, but anyway, I'm not. All right. So let's get down to um, just general thoughts on Lovecraft episode two whitey's on the moon first thought is i was happy it was more fun sci-fi horror stress than mm -hmm. jim crow era is this the town i live in stress <laughs> off the bat <laughs> yeah agreed i think it was like it reminded me of watchmen how like i had a pretty decent idea of the source material so i came in expecting a certain kind of thing and then it was like oh we're talking about black stuff that's great but that's not what i thought i was going to see right now so i feel like lovecraft country was similar even though jordan peele was attached to it so i, I knew at least we would be doing some of that but i was expecting there to be way more of the like psychos and, and aliens and and magic and so i was glad that we were firmly in like horror fantasy land mm -hmm. so i noticed on my rewatch that the other executive director is J.J. Abrams. So that's like Jordan Peele, J.J. Abrams, fantastic things happen. Just makes a good pair. It makes it's a good pair. And like, it's so interesting too because I rewatched episode one and two today because I was, I like to try to get an idea of the through line. And it's kind of a similarly constructed narrative with regards to like, having a big bad we need to pursue like we're on a mystery it's scooby-doo and but one was in a more real world threat that eventually we get taken out of into crazy town but it's the same shit so i kind of liked that in like a using structure as par as parable mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i thought that was kind of fun so on my rewatch i realized too that this is based on a novel and now i want to read it <laughs> or have yeah. it to me on audible <laughs> <laughs> Will Jordan Peele read it to me? Um, oh, you should. I would buy it. But no, I'm still probably going to buy it. Yeah, that, and like, it was just so, it makes sense that it was a book. Because I feel like people are afraid with things that aren't based on something else to like have a nuanced, layered story. And the work that you do to put into a novel is easier than to still be nuanced when you break it down, as opposed to being like, how do we make this show have 1500 years you know what i mean like the lore involved i think can be more elaborate if there's a novel right and i will say after every episode so after the first episode i was like where the fuck are they going with this show and then after this episode i was more like where the fuck are they going with this show <laughs> that's gonna be the same every week 
like right to the end. <laughs> yes, I'm like, what is happening? Like, is it is there the musical? It has to come. Okay. I'm here for it. Because one of the girls that they had on here was in Slave Play and and the Wild Party, so some of these people can sing. Not all black actors can sing. However, black actors always get asked if they can sing, and then they learn to sing. So it's a vicious circle. <laughs> I'm not an actor, and I've been asked if I could sing multiple times. And I was like, stop the stereotype. Stop. You have to learn how to do a layup, sing some songs. <laughs> well, I, well, Ruby in the first episode already sings. Yeah, so it's a musical. Right. We know she got it. I don't know if Letty can yet. By the way, are you team Letty? Because we're both team Letty. Oh, I love her. Okay. Yes. She's the best one. I also just love Journey Smollett. I love her so much. Like, she inceptioned us with Full House. Who who was even watching Full House? And she was like, you watch for me. And I was like, you're right. Remember Michelle? Michelle was the only one who had two had black friends. She had two. Literally, her sisters, her uncles, her friend in the basement who wasn't her uncle. It was, was just Michelle. Mom, all white friends. Subtly being like, the youth will have black friends, but it's cool if you don't. Right? <laughs> Meanwhile, that. Uncle Joey's in the basement and he's not an uncle. And we don't he, talk about that. I thought he was an uncle until I was like 25. Yeah, and he's just like lives with them and he doesn't yeah. have a job. He just has that puppet. Like who lets their <laughs> friend from college move into their house with it's their puppet? Novel. And we're all like, it's a family <laughs> scene. <laughs> They're like, it would honestly have been a better murder show. It's not funny. Anyway. Let's do that. That's a different podcast. Let's just make it <laughs> Never mind, guys. Do this instead. We'll do a whole Full House uh, podcast later. Um, yeah. So we're getting, okay, so the, we open with um, specifically Letty and Uncle George. George? Yes, George. Yeah. <laughs> Letty and Uncle George are feeling themselves in their rooms for different reasons. Um, Letty has some beautiful costumes in this part. Right. And George has lots of books. And so sweet. And they're playing the Moving On Up theme song. And I'm living for all this black joy. It's like a Target commercial targeted to me. Like the yes! they're spinning. But <laughs> also like, where, when are we? <laughs> That's what I, mean. I keep getting more confused. Like every time I think I'm going to be like, I get it. I don't. Like when is it? And it That's all what I said after they played Tierra Whack in the first episode. And I'm like, I love Tierra, but she was not around back then. Is this what they're hearing? Is this what we're hearing? Are they Boz Lermaning us? And, and the way they performed in this section is very like heightened. Like they're all like dancing around, like, bah, 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 bah. like they can hear the music and, and we, the, they're enjoying the music with us. Yeah. So, and but it also was setting up this weird. I can't tell if the anachronisms are supposed to be clues that magic is coming. You know what I mean? Like, like maybe I, that's the only thing I could think of because it just got it kept getting buck wilder and wilder well, with regards to time period. Right. It's like Jenga, but with time, and it's gonna yeah. happen at some point. I just want to know what's happening and what's not happening, <laughs> and I feel like I don't know that. <laughs> It was all fun. Uh, right. And I loved it. And but then, I don't know if any of it was real. Was but then it? we see Tick, and he is absolutely not feeling it. He is not yeah. feeling joy. He's the one that had the same question as me, which is why do all these clothes in this house we just found fit? Right. Why? He is that. Everyone needs, every story, every genre story needs that person. Then there's that weird um, alarm that happens, like the bell tower's ringing. 
and they all have to come out in the hallway and see I each other. I did not like that. It was like dark music, sound of music. I don't like the weird veil and then the weird butler just appears out of nowhere. I never hear footsteps. I never see shadows. He's just like, yeah, I'm burned. Can we talk about how Letty's um, horse riding getup costume was gorgeous? So yeah. hot. Right. No, and her co her clothes were cool there. But I feel like you're right. The appearance of strange servants is always a bad look, particularly if your protagonists are black. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm just like, these slaves. <laughs> right? <laughs> I was like, I thought we were safe. We're not safe. We're not. Go back outside. We might be safer out there. So th this guy shows up, this blonde, beautiful man that we don't really understand where he, what, who he is yet. He does come off as a butler because he's the one that answers the door and is like, in the end of the last episode, like, hello, welcome home. And then he walks them down the hallway and we're seeing these weird fucking, oh, he's taking them to lunch. Right, right. I'm drunk, y'all. Just forewarning, here we go. No <laughs> one is sober. <laughs> um, so he walks up down the hallway with these weird ass pictures of like kind of biblical things. It's kind of, but everyone look, it, but it looks like these are people we know. I think that's what was the beginning. Like the, the weird slaves are weird, but I was like, these don't feel like painting someone's bot because they like art. Like these feel like heirlooms. And white people heirlooms make me feel concerned. <laughs> when you're really intense about like tradition, it's like, which ones? <laughs> <laughs> well, which? I, especially when we get to the picture of like the guy who built this huge house in the first place. Yeah, that was bad. That was some white devil nonsense. Right, and then, we, and then he says, well, they ask him where he got his money or whatever. And the guy says, well, he was into um, transport or something. And Letty turns ticked, and she's like, that's code for slavery. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> oh, it's like, me! Right. <laughs> Letty, no. But then we get this line that is important for later on in this episode. He says, yes, but this guy was really nice to his slave. Um, so I, there was this girl in my African-American literature class, and this is just a preface that like anybody, so no one is required to take African-American literature class. Yeah. Like you could take any literature class. And so this girl raises her hand. She's like, um, I just do, I know we keep talking about slavery, but like, I feel like in some ways it was a good thing. Like they would feed them and take them out of their grass huts. And I was like, and like literally everyone, no one's even mad. Like we're all just like shook. Like we're all just like, what the fuck? No. Like, no. <laughs> like, you can't. And so like, no, there's a whole group of people. But the reason why she believes that is because her grandma would probably taught her that. Because people through their family line and collectively as a society to avoid accountability have just like rewrite history and so you're right like i know people to this day who still say weird bullshit like they were good to their slaves yeah and i'm like their slaves they owned right so if i purchase you and then i feed you sometimes yeah. that's cool with you i don't understand this logic what a low bar what i, I didn't beat the shit out of the people i own but yes <laughs> so then and then when we moved on we talked about they went to weird lunch. Mm-hmm. And Letty has that great line where she... <laughs> so Tick is still like, I don't know how to feel about all this. And George is like, 
in the middle. But Letty's like, I'm gonna eat this fucking food. I'm out. <laughs> so she calls for the help, and she's asking for salt. And she said, and they get mad at her for doing that. And she's like, what? You know why people don't season their food? It's the truth. <laughs> Hashtag fact. Yes. I'm from South Carolina, and I moved to Iowa. And spicy Popeyes here is mild in other places. Yeah. But then they, re they realize, and I have a question, because I had a thought, and I'm curious where you guys were. So at one point, George has this realization that they're being watched. Mm -hmm. And he's like, tick, sit your ass down. They're being watched. Who was watching them? I think it was the, the I can't think of her name right now, but the right. girl, the daughter. The, the spooky daughter. Mm -hmm. yes. With the Ro Rose from Get Out, yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for her to get her serial killer ponytail like Rose got. Um, so maybe, so here's the tea. I feel like if it was Spooky Dad, he would have put us up on game. Like, I feel like Spooky Dad is not a lurk quietly kind of dude. And like, I guess maybe it's those servants or whatever for like weird sexy reasons. <laughs> it could be so many people because they're in a house full of white nonsense. So it could be anybody. But I feel like the most likely as of now for story purposes is our blonde lady, scary, mm -hmm. chaotic neutral. We don't know where she is right. yet yeah. on this whole racism question. <laughs> right? Sends the racist flying in the last episode by her Yes. Wall. I'm just confused. She just confuses me. Every time she be doing shit, I'll be like, oh, I like you. Wait, no. <laughs> Right? Um, so we have the, the lunch and th this is when Tick is like um, so we need to figure out where my dad is so you uh, George and Letty y'all go search the town and I'll search the castle and Letty's like uh, we're not separating <laughs> this is also when they find out that Tick remembers the night before which was the monsters and everything and George and Letty do not oh yes that was wild as fuck wasn't it Mm -hmm. Because I was like, that means it's not about the house. Someone is doing it, right? Because like, if it were the house, then it would be all of them. Mm -hmm. Well, but I also thought it might have been about his birthright. The oh yeah, because he, because technically, I guess it's like his house. It's like a security. It's like a ring. <laughs> oh, the splitting up. I like that. Letty is our like scream mm -hmm. Deadpool person. Yeah. Like I feel like. Tick does have, he is the voice of reason, I feel like, but within the world. I feel like Letty is like the break the fourth wall, haha, -ha, person, which I think is fun. She would be great on this podcast. Letty, if you were a real person, please come. Or the actress, I would. Or Journey, <laughs> my good sis, Journey Smollett, please come along. I'd love to talk about Black Canary, and how you kick those white people's asses with your boot. I'm here for all of it. Please come talk to us about all your pretty costumes. I, yes, would die. <laughs> would die. <laughs> literally perish. <laughs> and so she's like, we're not splitting up. So then I don't remember if they all go to the town first or if they all. They all yeah. go to the town first. Yes. And so they're all going to this town and it's like filled with like Amish people or like. <laughs> That's when I got more confused. Cause I was like, okay. We're in the 50s or whatever, but this is weird spooky town. Oh, wait, no. I'm sorry. We missed a spot. So they go to see the car. Oh, yes. Yeah. And the car that's magically okay now. Woody is somehow back to one piece. 
I forgot about that. So much wild shit out. We wrecked her. And they're like, how did we wreck her? And he's like, why don't y'all have memories? Right. And then the butler appears again. <laughs> this is, yeah, and I made the note of like, why does he keep disappearing? Blake? I don't like, like that. He might be watching them because he appears whenever something's about to get discussed. He's just like, hi, I heard you might have a thought. Well, and it would be like the black uh, in Get Out. Yeah. I see you, Jordan. I see you in your tropes, Jordan. I love it. He, um, also, he also says earlier in the first, like when they're like, are you the butler? And he's like, no. I'm just really close to whatever the fuck her name is. Um, and so she may be, he may be like her henchman. She's like, go do this. She's like straight up fairy tale queen of evil. She right. has someone doing her dirty work so she can keep her hands clean and have a clear conscience. I've seen this narrative. I'm into it. Also, she's a woman and they won't let her do anything. So fuck it. But so, they got on to town. <laughs> it's a weird spooky Amish town and that's when I was just mad because I was like what time is it <laughs> is this the witch what are we doing what are you doing so will, that's when I was upset I will also say Tick I mean I love you but like listen to, to, listen to Letty calm down but you're gonna get up here and piss the people off and you're gonna get killed cause like he goes up in there on a tent it's like, what if they've never seen a black person before? Which very likely, because that one racist dog lady seems shooketh. But, <laughs> I was like, but she, uh, well, ooh, she's, ooh, she's something. Uh, they were like, choices we were made. They were like, we can't afford as many races as the last episode. We'd put it all in one person. One uber racist. And then like some stuff at the end. I feel like there was like racist atmospheres. Yeah. Truly. But it was because it was like last week was like redneck racists. We've seen those. We don't see a lot of like this particular kind of dude. So you spend some time being like, <laughs> well, racist or just weird. But her lines. So, okay. <laughs> they, um, they hear her whistle or whatever. And that's the same whistle that called off the vampire creature things from the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, that's the whistle. And he starts running. I'm like, okay, dude, you need to calm down. <laughs> Don't run towards the whistle. Clearly, Tick. <laughs> Obviously the wrong direction. So they meet her, and she's got these two dogs are like fucking about to chew somebody up. And she, there's, I can't remember the exact dialogue, but she has lines where she literally says, the blacks aren't that stupid. Oh, yeah. There was a, yeah. We were talking yeah. about bears, too, for a and while. She, well, And they kill them, and they let them come in there, and like her dogs eat them, essentially. She yeah. was a lot. She was like cartoonishly a lot. But I think it was interesting in that like her magic, like I'm trying to tell, I'm trying to figure out if like the manifestations of people's magic have to do with who they are as a person, like their souls, you know, right? Because you have like weird, elegant, bougie <laughs> racism. And then you have this like gutter ass multiple Donald. eyes <laughs> vampire dogs right and i think at one point she calls them like blackies yeah it's like okay if you must be racist then like you're also gonna be gross while you do it I'm they honest. let well hold on they they let she opens the doors and lets them look into the like uh, fucking power that she's standing in front of and tick makes a comment clocks it i didn't so i was like okay that um, the floor is made of stone so that there is something underneath Ooh. this store, this uh, stone floor. 
they keep seeing things like in the diner in the first episode it feels very the story feels very invested in helping him figure things out like you can tell that he's the lead character in this video game not just in a chosen one way because that's like its own trope which is why he keeps doing stupid things yeah. um it's the harry potter problem where like if you have a chosen one in order for the story to continue to go they have to be stupid which is why harry potter tackled voldemort with his hands <laughs> and so now every time a character makes that like dumbass sacrifice play i'm like he's harry pottering and i feel like tick has already harry potter like six times and we only have to so and then we we're in the woods i oh i didn't ca i didn't clock it on my first watch but my second watch i was like oh shit so uncle george his memories start to come back Mm. And he remembers that uh, Tick's mother told him something about her family tree or whatever. Mm. And then oh. they get a, and then they get attacked again by these fucking monster shit. The thing he told him was about a woman who ran away from the mansion, pregnant. Slave, mm -hmm. yes, yeah. Oh yeah, because he's yeah, a slave that ran away. This one we know we get the idea that Tick is a descendant and that this woman who ran away from a fire which was mentioned earlier because it says that everyone in the building ran uh, the building burned and everyone died and yeah so the slave ran away the pregnant slave ran away and we get they never say it like point blank but we know that tick is the descendant of that slave yeah um because they say earlier that he was friendly in quotation marks to those who can't see my fingers. Um, <laughs> Sometimes I forget. <laughs> to be slaves, which means he fucked them, which is not friendly at all. Um, <laughs> it's the opposite of friendly. Truly. <laughs> so then they get attacked and they hear the whistle again, but this time it's creepy daughter lady who comes and saves the day. Why? I don't know. I'm so confused. I don't understand her motivations. I understand her motivations the least out of anyone. Right. She's just random. She is just a random soul in this story. Right. You said earlier, Crystal, that she was, uh, uh, what was it? Um, neutral chaotic. chaotic. And I was like, yes. She is. It's like, we know you're going to surprise us. Yeah. We don't know whether or not it will be pleasant. <laughs> Stay tuned. So, and it's her and little. Uh, not butler boy um, <laughs> and she tells the butler boy not butler boy to go take um, Letty and George to their rooms mm -hmm. and she's gonna take Tick to I don't think she says where she's dungeon going. but it's called something else yeah. <laughs> they can't call it a dungeon it's not no, the no, tens creepy basement no creepy basement the man cave that's <laughs> creepy enough that's real creepy Ooh, in some places for sure Guess who's down there? It's Fitz, and he ain't got no shirts on. Yes! So, he's in man cave, being Fitz. Which is really, it's unfortunate because Fitzgerald Grant is one of my problematic faves. <laughs> but I keep having to remember that he is not Fitzgerald Grant, so he is even more problematic, and he is not my fave! And he looks so much older. <laughs> he does. I do love, oh, I noticed this today. The white people's lace fronts are all janky. <laughs> him and this other him and this woman who keep the chaotic neutral woman their wigs are not right and it, it feels purposeful because all the black people's hair is laid for the gods and the white people have janky lace fronts i think this is preparation 
Walking Dead. Yes! Jordan Peele, please tell us if that's the truth. If that's on purpose, I love it. If it's not, you're welcome. (laughs) I don't remember this dude's actual name, so we're just going to call him Fitz. Yes! Fitz forever. Been Fitz in for years. Darth Fitz. (laughs) When we meet Fitz, he is on the table getting, like, cut up. (laughs) He cut the fuck up. As you do when you was a rich old white man in the woods. But I will say, this is perfect storytelling, in my opinion, because we went into the scene, and I was expecting the guy that was cutting into him to be like, oh, I am the one that you come to see. But no, it was the one that was being cut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am the owner of this home. This is very Rocky Horror Picture Show. True. I wouldn't know what he was getting done. Like, was it bad plastic surgery? Was it, look at the wig stitched in? What was going on? So when he gets up, this is when we get weirdly biblical, which mm. we kind of touched on a little bit in the earlier part of this episode, but like, we get down and dirty with Adam and Eve. <laughs> um, and so they tell them this like, weird story about how the world was perfect when it was Adam and Eve in the garden. And then the girl says, yeah, that Eve, that bitch had to come fuck it up or something like that. And I was like, okay. Now you're problematic. <laughs> That's your weird misogynist, but like fairy tales are that misogynistic. Yeah, I was just confused because it's like, is this supposed to replace the Bible? Are we telling the real Bible story? Right, because it was not ex- exactly the Bible story. No. <laughs> like, is this your right. Satan Bible? Like I don't understand. It was a choose-your-own-ending Bible, and so they just sort of <laughs> pieced together a narrative. We'd like it to be as creepy as possible. Thanks. They had that weird conversation, and then, because um, Tick says, well, I guess in this story, you're God, to Fitz. And Fitz says, no, I'm Adam. Yeah. I guess. Oh, well, I, so the only thing I can do is say that if he's saying that in this story, he is Adam, then someone else, may, God, whoever, made him, and now it's up to him to, like, populate the earth or whatever creepy shit he's going to do. So... I guess, yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm not running the show. Are we implying there's like a God? I think that he God? was trying to take, to try and, I think he was trying to push um, responsibility off of him. Like, I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm just Adam. I'm just here. He's molding me. That right. makes sense. Mediocre white man bullshit. Right. <laughs> so um, then creepy daughter girl. Um, Draco Malfoy. <laughs> the female Draco Malfoy brings um, fit, uh, brings Tick back upstairs and they're talking and he finds out that Letty and George are both locked in their rooms and she's like I bet you have a lot of questions and I was like uh, yeah I've got lots of questions why are my friends locked in their rooms right. <laughs> question number one <laughs> let's yeah. start there and keep going and she was like, why don't you trust me, essentially? And he was like, well, I would trust you more if, my pe- if they would, like, remember shit. And she's like, okay. And then you hear them screaming, because now they're remembering everything. And he's trying to get to them, but there's that barrier in the doorway. Whatever she did, gave them back their memories, and put up a barrier in its doorway. So she's a powerful whatever she is. Right. Draco Yes. Um, but I, yeah, I just found that all oh, very disturbing. <laughs> I feel like Atticus just doesn't fully lose his shit a lot. So when he does, I get concerned. Same. Yeah. He seems 
very cool, calm, and collected. But I think that's this is only episode two, so I think that's probably going to disappear pretty soon. <laughs> um, like how he does this weird shit to them with the memories and the barrier on the door, and then the servants like it's time. And she runs downstairs in her eleganza to deliver a weird thing out of a cow. Was it an alien? What was that? I guess I'm trying to, I was trying to look it up to see. I don't know a lot about H.P. Lovecraft because he was a big old racist. But <laughs> I do know like references or whatever. And I was trying to see if it's like one of his monsters, but I couldn't figure it out. I think it's a baby, whatever we saw on the last episode. Oh yeah, those weird things. Yeah. Because she called them their at one or she or somebody called them their watch. They're like guard dogs. Why did they impregnate? Why is it in a cow? And what? He like reaches up in there and is like. Why can't they? Maybe there's only men, and so they need a vessel for the cow. That's not right. In the village, we don't see many men. Maybe they're all these demons that are now making demons. I just don't understand. The poor cow is a call PETA. <laughs> a warning that said no cows were hard in the making. No cows were hard. I need to know. It's like a never ending story all over again. But yes. And so then what happens? So then we get into the hallucinations. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Um, I which I thought they were very telling because it's very interesting that so the first one is Letty because mm-hmm. you see uh, Tick come in and he's like we're trapped we can't get out blah 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 and then they start making out and I was like here for it and right. then we get to I think George or is it Tick or George next oh it's Tick you right it's because him next yeah Tick's was I don't understand like this person keeps in with a gun and then you start fighting and I'm just like you were in here with Letty. What is going on? Right. Why are we here? I just feel like there's something about that war. It's so, always okay. about. We questioned last episode. Did you catch where where he was? Where in the military he was? I'm pretty sure he was in the Korean War. So he's fighting with this uh, we're so, this woman who is clearly a military person because she's got a gun and clearly, like, yeah, everybody. Um, and then we go to George who starts dancing with this woman who his, is not his wife. So I clocked it first off. I was like, who is this woman you dancing with? Because I love uh, Hippolyta. I love yes. Hippolyta. She is my queen. Uh, Don't cheat on her. Like the rung down from Letty, because Letty is like everything. Yes. Um, it's Letty's show. It is Letty's show. Um, We're just living in it. <laughs> <laughs> so they're dancing or whatever and he but the first thing he says to her is I thought you were dead you're supposed to be dead or something like that so it was oh, like, well then I guess he's not Gino truly but I was still like what the fuck is going on right, um, right. and then Letty and Tick are getting on Tick oh. and this other woman are fighting oh. the Tick gets fucked up he's getting stabbed left and right and like choked <laughs> she came to kill <laughs> <laughs> I was like concerned. I was like, "What kind of army are you in?" <laughs> I would join that, right? right. And like oh. George is dancing with the mistress lady, who might not be a mistress. And back I to mean, room, back to Letty's room. They on the bed. It's about he, to go down. And he Take starts taking his pants off, and I'm like, "Yes!" Episode. We gotta wait. We gotta wait. Tick is like, I don't hear you. But I'm then she was right. 
because it's a fucking snake. A giant fucking snake. And I was like, my note, why is he packing a snake? That's what I wrote, because I didn't know what to do with my emotions. I felt but, betrayed. But did anyone else see that she became Lorena Bobbitt in that moment and grabbed that knife and said, Kashak! She did. She was like, sorry, bitch! <laughs> this was not her first snake date. Like, she was no, like, she was like, I, you need to go home. <laughs> Ain't shit here for you. But I think George is the first one that's like, this isn't real. Yeah. Really here. Yeah. Because he's like, you're dead. Right. So he's the first one, and then she ends up chopping the penis snake off. We <laughs> <laughs> didn't pack that in a later episode because it's his own episode waiting to happen. <laughs> and then Tick literally, and this is the most interesting part. I think it's really interesting that Tick's is the only one that's like extremely violent. Because mm -hmm. he ends up strangling her. I'm kind of wondering if he's packing some PTSD with that snake. And well, so it manifests in these weird ways. And maybe so. And remember in the last episode, we were talking about the woman that he calls and she's real pissed. She's like, you went home and I told you, you shouldn't. What if it's his therapist? Like the <laughs> army or military was like, you need to go see some doctors. And he was like, I'm gonna go home. And he was not going to the doctor. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I just can I, I feel like it's got to be important that he is in the army. Like, I feel like they've made a big enough deal about it that that has to be important. Well, so and, I'm interested. Because that's one of the big things between him and his father. His yeah. His father didn't want him to. What if they're experimenting on Tick and none of this is real? Oh, that's a good one. I'll be sad, but that's a good one. So they're still locked in their room. But uh, George, at some point between where we were now, has found a secret pathway into, oh, he finds this when they're with Fitz. So we're going back in time a little bit. Yes. George finds that secret pathway to the bigger library, and there just happens to be this book on the table. Why is it there? Why? Who put it there? Um, I can't remember the title of it, but it's the, whatever their order is called. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Um, Which is the confirmation this is really a cult happening because we all assumed like you know what to say about assuming and so George found this book so we could all be like 100% that's what it is <laughs> yeah because I just feel like okay they're a cult but it's hard because like there are there are weird religions and then there are cults and then there's weird racist groups and then they're cult. like it could all overlap is what I'm saying there's a lot of overlap <laughs> right but uh, it's a cult yeah. It's, a, it's essentially their bylaws that he reads through. And then we go back, and then so then all the, the like hallucinations happen. And then we go in the hallway, and I think this is the one of the most endearing, no wait, we had the dude come in and say, black tie dinner, uh, but only men. And he was not wearing a black tie. So I was pissed off. I was like, who the fuck you want to come in here telling me I'm gonna wear a black tie and you need a black tie? What are you wearing? And this is when I was like, what kind of a cult is this where the men are getting dressed up to go hang out? Always enjoy a good cult aesthetic. Like when I was watching that most recent Star Wars film, all that weird Palpatine shit at the end, I was like, oh yeah, I love this lighting. I love these robes. But like, I don't enjoy the white supremacist overtones. I feel like, don't fuck robes up for the rest of us, okay? <laughs> Racists. Some people might like to wear hoods. Now they can't. Here. Now they can't. Right. You ruin everything. 
So, and then we have a moment where they talk about these hallucinations and how they're scared now. And this is the moment that I was like really endeared towards Uncle George when he goes around and gives them all a pep talk. And he he, he literally uses again the Letitia, Letitia fucking Lewis, don't get scared. And I was like, I'm here for it. Because uh, in the last episode, we talk, I talked about how I thought that um, George's character arc was about him learning to respect women in the, in the sense that they are just as capable as men. Yeah. Because in the first episode, he's very much in patriarchy in the beginning of it. And then now he's like literally telling Letty that she is just as powerful as she thinks she is. Yeah. It made me scared for him though because I've been re-watching Killing Eve and every time they let me like a man like yeah. every time they're like this character is actually quite lovely <laughs> but that made me really upset like because I was like this is so sweet but I don't think this is good news because right. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried so I just wanted to express that you can cut this if you want to <laughs> to be like make your final rounds and i was worried in the first episode we were going to kill courtney b vance because i we never see him the treasure and we don't ever see him anymore and we see him like oh no what are they gonna do to you then they go to the dinner and it's all these fucking white people and then george and tick and the butler dude the not the not butler dude tells them don't feel weird because most most of these people don't want you here and I'm like, okay, well, that's nice, I guess. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the warning. Uh, <laughs> Don't make me go to these weird things. <laughs> that no one wants me there. So, like, why the fuck am I here? Um, so, and then Fitz comes out. Um, oh, little Fitz. Um, <laughs> he says, he tells a story about how the, the original slave owner dude, um, gave of himself and that's what gave everyone and then we find out why he was under the knife because he's literally feeding them parts of his body and i love this moment too because tick knows and george doesn't so they open this thing and tick says don't eat that (laughs) (laughs) which i don't think he would have because it looks like something out of somebody's body it looks or a pee it looked like a like a weird it wasn't well disguised like if you were trying to make me think i was just eating regular food that's not what was happening it wasn't like um hannibal okay no like he be making some dishes <laughs> i'm excited to get further in hannibal i started it he be plating like it top chef cool. style but it this cool. was not that just like you gotta eat this eyeball and you go like it. <laughs> Like, oh, that's aggressive. So, but before, luckily, for everybody in the room, little do they know, um, George saves the day because he fucking calls the whole thing out. He says, I was in a secret order. And do you know, he's, I can't remember the name, but it was started because a black man wanted to be in the Freemasons, but the Freemasons were like, nah, we racist, y'all. Um, and so he started his own. And, and so that's what George's in the middle of or uh, a member of and he's like so i know you all don't want me here but i found a uh, a loophole that if it's someone that is directly 
related to the main dude that's the picture we talked about earlier, which Tick is, then not only do we have to be members, but we're like special members. And I was like, fucking yes. <laughs> yes. During the Letty has escaped. I just want to keep that going. My good sis. Right? She's like, I will not just stay here. No! Right. <laughs> so she has escaped, just so we're all clear on this timeline. Oh, because she comes, yes, it comes yeah. in very important later. Yes. Um, which, I love it. But anyways, um, and then Tick stands up, and he's like, I want everybody besides Fitz to get the fuck out. And he said, do I need to repeat myself? Get the fuck out. Get out. And the butler appears again. And the butler is like, he's like, get the fuck out. <laughs> and it's like, yes, creepy butler, yes. Because <laughs> butler was like, touche, good sir. <laughs> I like it. You're bold, sir. He's like, as you wish. <laughs> I like this guy. Maybe he's just like a sub. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> and so then Tick tells Fitz, he's like, I order you to give me my father and to let us leave. And then Fitz says something really interesting. He says, I don't, I, I'm paraphrasing, okay? Watch okay. the TV show if you don't want it. If you need to know exact dialogue. Um, he's like, um, I don't believe in uh, religion. I only believe in it as far as these men believe in it past that. I don't give a fuck, essentially. And walk, and he's like, oh, and you're useful right now, but you're only as useful as until you're not, essentially. Or you're not expendable, is what he says. Yeah. And uh, so then Tick and George go back to the tower with the racist lady. <laughs> and they go down <laughs> to this basement. It's the worst basement. <laughs> Why would you go back to the scene of the racist crimes? Why? <laughs> Uh, and, and, and nobody there mm -mm. but then the racist lady comes down there with a gun no. and she's like you really aren't smart are you she was like I got five more minutes of racist material and you go and <laughs> you go listen <laughs> but then our girl team Letty saves the day comes in there and like pistol whips her and kills her my good sis <laughs> it reminds me of in the end of Us, of Jordan Peele's Us, when they were like arguing about who gets to drive and mm -hmm. it was like kill points. Like, I've been keeping a tally. <laughs> and my girl Letty is killing it. She, yes. she got it. She down. Um, and then, and also, I think it was really smart to have that right after the, the racist ladies, like, you're not really smart, are you? Boom, bitch, we smart than you, you fucking think we are. <laughs> you didn't see that one coming, did you? You racist bitch. Maybe if you were less racist, you would have been prepared. Maybe you would have shut the front door. Right? Right? <laughs> White people love to leave their doors open. Right. <laughs> yeah, so Letty comes. She saves the day. Things seem like they're going to go better, but then... Well, they find that weird, like, wall. Mm. Got, like, a hole in it. They're like, what the fuck? That's they open that up, and they're like, fucking daddy has crawled the fuck out of this room. <laughs> He shawshanked his way out. Like, <laughs> pulls himself up. So then they go out, and they're literally just waiting for him. They're just like, TikToks. On this season of The Wire. Um, no, <laughs> I love him so much. I was so glad to see him. And then he got an attitude. Yes! He got an attitude. Bitch, we came to another world for you. <laughs> we have risked 
our lives for you. Right. Why you gotta be such an asshole? Like, <laughs> you just oh, got here. <laughs> right? Um, so. so then they're like, bitch, get, get in the car, we gone. Like, just get in, shut up, get in. So they driving and they talking and uh, chilling. George is uh, filling them in on like, this is a cult and they're fucking crazy and blah, blah, blah. And they go across the bridge and as soon as they get the bridge, the car like hits the wall. And uh, my hopes went out my asshole. Um, <laughs> I was like, we are not ready. Like I was like, this is not an even match, but we can make it work. And then they slapped against that thing and I was like, oh. I had that. I had the. I had the bag drop moment and get out. When he's like, "Fuck, <laughs> uh, I'm so fucked right now." That's how I felt. Yes, I was like, "We can't have nice things." Okay, that's fine. <laughs> so, and that while they were uh, recuperating from slamming against the wall, because he was also pedal to the metal, like fucking gunning it to get the fuck out of there. As you do from that situation. <laughs> Um, we see the headlights of the, of the car come up. I hate when cars pull up in this show. Mm-hmm. It's always some racist nonsense. It's, it's always some racist nonsense. It's never like, anybody order a pizza? It's no. Always, <laughs> Guess what? I'm a racist. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and especially this moment, because it's my girl. So oh. they pull up, and he just gets out the car and starts, Fitz, Fitz, we have a talk. You and Olivia need to have a fucking talk, because... It ain't working. It's not working. Papa Pope, take him away. Oh, no. Yes, he deserves that man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fitzgerald. I love him so much, but not in this show, man. I think this is when, because there was a little bit where even with that lace front, I was like, Mm -hmm. maybe he's still hot. He could get it. And then here, I was like. No, yeah, because he he gets out of his car and fucking shoots Letty. I am going to my whole TV away. I was like, I can't, no. My note is literally, where is it? Hold on. It's like, I'm so fucking pissed. I'm so mad. I'm so yeah. I, I wrote, we did not just shoot Letty. I was so worried about Uncle George that I wasn't watching her. I forgot about Letty. Right? And then, Damn then. Who they shoot next? Uncle George. I didn't get the, I didn't finish the fucking note. And I was <laughs> uh, So he tells, uh, while Letty is dying in his arms, and it's so fucking sad, um, he tells Tick that due to his negligence, he will allow him to choose who the next person is he shoots. And we don't see, no, we just see him pull, like, pull the gun up, Tick freaks out, and it goes to black. And then we go, it, it's so juxtaposition because I'm still really upset about Letty dying. But then I get to see Tick in his gloriousness. Right? Because <laughs> man's got oh, a great ass. Fine. Oh, God, he is so fine. Like, I, Yahya Abdul-Mateen was so fine in Watchmen. And right? I was like, I don't know if they're going to be able to do this for me again. And then they came through in the clutch. HBO casting department. Thanks, boo. <laughs> I want to know what app HBO is swiping right on. Oh, my God. All for that app? Can HBO, if you made a dating app, that screened like y'all be screening for these calls, you would have even more money. Truly. So anyway, my good, my good, beautiful, beautiful advocates. I know you're having a hard time, but you find them. <laughs> and then we hear Marilyn Manson. As they, as they wash him, which is really weird. 
because it made me feel dirty because Marilyn Manson's a trash man. And not like he has a job that's early in the morning with a truck and trash. No, but we love those guys. Yeah, they are the heroes. They make the world go round. So like a couple of thoughts about Marilyn Manson, right? So one, this is supposed to make you feel gross because what's happening is gross. Right. Or we could be making the like dark, like I can, we were like juxtaposing our iconography, right? Like you have like Jesus and baptism and like holy cultiness. And then like, it's fucked up and abusive and non-consensual Marilyn Manson. Mm -hmm. So like, that's also an option too. But I did feel gross. So if all that was, was to make me feel bad. Right, I didn't hate the song choice, but yeah, I agree. Like, can we not give Marilyn Manson any more money? Just don't pay him. I'm just mad that y'all paid him money. Yeah. Right, he doesn't money. Oh, and then the girl, the uh, dark daughter lady, um, yeah. comes in and says, shows him that Letty comes back to life. And I was like, oh, okay, I can breathe again. Even though I think that's gonna, it's gonna come back into play at some point because she's gonna see some things or do. There's gonna be something happen. It has to. I feel like you don't get resurrected in this universe without some wild fuckery. Yeah. <laughs> Um, which we see, we kind of see a glimpse of because as soon as she wakes up, she is like freaking the fuck out. And like, she goes, runs into the bathroom and it's just like, like gotta get all this blood off of me, like hyperventilating. I just realized that in this episode, we have seen a birth and a baptism and a resurrection. (laughs) Lovecraft country is the Bible now. You're welcome. (laughs) I also want to note that Letty has only worn white shirts since she started getting bloody. Like, when they went to the diner, white shirt. And we know how all that ended. <laughs> the next we should start writing those down. Yeah. Like, oh no, white shirt, white shirt! <laughs> right? These are new drinking games. <laughs> it's like that, 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 one episode, that one season of Mad Men where every time people wore blue and green, it was adultery. <laughs> I feel like that's this, but with white shirts and murder. Right. There's gonna be some death. Right. So we know Letty's still alive, and then, and then we go to we now know that he's made that uh, Tick has made a deal with Fitz that he will do this ceremony if he brings Letty back and heals uh, Uncle George. Mm-hmm. And so then we go to this weird culty ceremony thing with electricity or whatever. It's like a purity ball, but with less little girls. It's all white men and then one black man. Purity ball, but with less little girls. <laughs> Just, here's a, I don't get why cults always want so much fabric. Why? You would think you're going into a cult comfortable. You, or less clothes. Like, I just don't understand. Anyway, I, whatever. I was just, con- it was so clanny that I was uncomfortable. And then there were like, it was like clanny, but also like Knights Templar, but it's like also racist. So it's just like, how many racists? Knights Templar was like all the ists you can be. It was all of it. Racist, sexist, homophobic. Ableist, probably. On the application where they were like, register which ism you is, they was like, we all the isms. You need to have at least five to get into this club. (laughs) They made some up on the spot and they were like, well then, (laughs) this is approved, thank you. So I was like, this cult, I don't understand what they're doing though. Like they're all just standing. Right, because it's weird. (laughs) It seems like they're all there for Fitz and like Fitz is 
goal, because also Fitz's goal is to open a gateway to Eden. Yes. Because he's that. He wants to populate the. I don't understand his game. Because who's going to be Eve? Is he just there's going to be a man? Oh, is his weird daughter? Is that what we're doing? Is this one of those fairy tales? I hope not. I do as well. But (laughs) I'm just saying there aren't many women around. He's the only one. Maybe she put a wig on every night and we just didn't get that far. (laughs) So I have a question. Okay, so I have a really, because I. I'm I'm really confused by this moment. So okay. the the ceremony happens and like the electricity starts to pour through Tick's body and then some like black energy comes through his hand and then he starts to see the slave woman that he I like that I'm doing hand motions to no one can see. <laughs> they're they're very artistic. You know. Uh <laughs> um and then he starts to see the, the slave that is his ancestor. But but we also see Eden start to happen around that. So like, is he at, is Tick stopping it, or is it just the ceremony is going wrong? I think it's her. It's his ancestor stopping it. I I kind of thought that I thought that she is like in like Eden is heaven in quotation marks, and she is there, and she's like, ah, oh, fuck no. Uh, A black woman. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's like no. No, no, no. <laughs> but like he is the channel for that. Mm-hmm. For both directions. That's why it felt to me like one caused the other. Like the fact that he was spending all his energy to do this meant that my good sis from the before times now can sneak in there with her Trojan horse virus and fuck these hoes up. So that's what it felt to me. But it was weird because at first... I was mad that it was like this black energy, and I was like, "Crystal, being black is fine." I, I feel like the idea of like black magic being like bad or wrong is like its own like racist trope. So I think it's kind of fun that like there's all this like light magic, but like it's obviously fucked up and non-consensual. And then we have like good grandmother sis from the past, like I'm here to fuck you racists up. It gets turned into a so he like this energy like explodes from Tick and like it turns Fitz to a statue and then, which I was getting Watchmen vibes from the beginning, but that moment. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It turns Fitz to a statue and then it like, all the other guys in the room gets turned to dust. And then, and then Fitz gets turned to dust essentially. And then the whole mansion starts to come down. And then you get this weird, like this super cool cinematography moment where uh, Tick is running through the building, uh, following his ancestor, who around her is the fire that was happened when she was there, mm-hmm. but around him is like the building falling down. Um, do the history repeats itself situation, or do we think that I keep leading my descendants to safety from the same racist mansion? Do you guys watch The Magicians? I watched all of it, and I love it so much. So you remember how? the first couple of seasons the whole thing was about the beast and how the beast would come from like world to world and they were always trying to stop it mm-hmm. maybe it's something like that where it's like it's like a video game and we have to keep playing until we win interesting <laughs> i don't know if that i just like that idea yeah i do too 
I did like that the way they did the shooting that around her you could see the flames because mm-hmm. it burned the house burned down when she was there and then around him you could see the, the thing burning out I thought that was pretty I think they just do such a good job with like duality shots and this and like juxtaposition it's really beautiful mm-hmm. but did anyone else clock that she had a book I couldn't read the book but I, I wonder saw- what it is it's gonna come into play you know it's going to He's yeah. going to find it somewhere from his mama or something. Maybe it's that book that he has. Does it that from his dad? Maybe. Oh, other big twist that we missed earlier. Who the baby daddy? Oh, yeah. So we find out who the woman is that Uncle George is dancing with in the hallucination. It is Tick's mother. Oh, shit. And there is some question of the paternity of Dick. Oh, fuck wild. Because we now know Uncle George is not going to pull through. Right. Well, and we also, in like, so in that exchange with the dad or Tick's, whatever, his father that we know of right now. His stepdad, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I really think that Uncle George is his dad. I think that too. I, Um, I thought that. The cousin was his sister when they first like started interacting because like they're just close and they're ticklish and like excited. I've had a lot of siblings and a lot of cousins. Because I also I also think the way that the dad reacts to the brother, uh, to Uncle George when they start talking about it is very like shut up you can't do that we, we discussed this it was done it is what it is, mm-hmm. but I think that it's going to be his character arc that towards the end at some point. He may be dying, possibly, I don't know. But he's going to say, like, I have to come clean. Like, I have to say this to you. Yeah. It also explains why he was so set to, like, hop in that car with him to go find his father, in quotation marks. Mm -hmm. He's like, this is my not-son-son son going out into the world. I'm going to protect him. Right. Um, so then, yes, yeah, so Tick gets out of the building as soon as it falls down, and we see that Letty's okay, and they all got out, but Letty, um, brings him to the car, and Uncle George has not survived. And this scene, my, my first watch, I think I was too busy taking notes that I didn't, like, emotionally connect, <laughs> but the second time I watched, I wasn't taking notes, and I was, like, weeping. His acting in that moment is just so real and raw and just, oh my God. And even the, even the brother, his, uh, the, I forget his name. What's the dad's, the quotation mark dad's name? Montrose? Montrose, yes. Yes, Montrose. Um, that guy. <laughs> even, uh, he, he's such an asshole. But like, even in that moment though, you could tell like he was feeling it. Like, it was rough all around. It's so beautiful. And like, he probably has some feelings about it too. Cause like, I'm sure that is probably not why I'm not saying that excuses anything that he did, but I could understand how he and Tick would have a contentious relationship. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of baggage behind that. Well, and earlier too, he talks about how that George and his father was, and even George talks about it before they go on this journey in the first episode how George blames himself because the father took out a lot of the abuse on Montrose and not on George. Yeah. And Montrose in this episode really goes into 
what that abuse was and what it looked like. Um, yeah. It's really sad. Very sad. But like, gener- it's generational trauma again. Mm-hmm. But and but one of the things that I hope, and my hope is in this show, which Lord help us all, I have no idea, but that it's showing coming out of that because I feel like Tick and Letty are coming out of their trauma, their generational trauma, and like not they're acknowledging it because Letty has done that in the first episode, and I think Tick will start to do that, but like acknowledging it, healing from it, and moving on from it and that's just something that like black creators right now particularly in genre like in horror and sci-fi are really tackling like Watchmen was essentially a show about generational trauma in the black community like I think that's something that people don't contend with a lot and I'm really glad that this is hitting that note because I think it's such a great note I just feel like we can't make like slave jokes if we're not also going to talk about generational trauma and I'm glad that they're doing that Ooh, but and then do we want to discuss just briefly the next time on because like I have no fucking idea what's gonna fuck happen. It might be like the first one for me where I sort of watch it and we let somebody else take it away. <laughs> it does seem very. It does seem like it's going back to the real world racism where it's just not my fave. Yeah, it's difficult, and I totally get that. But I I do like. One of some of my favorite things that I've watched have also been like horrible. So like I can hang in there. I'm just like not ready. I just want my good sis Letty to have a vacay, and I just don't think that's what's gonna happen. Especially yeah. with her resurrection storyline, I just don't think because her in in that next time on, it looks like what she's going through is supernatural. Yeah. And what everyone just, else is going through is real world. I'm so stressed out. But I feel like this one, I was less stressed. I think I get more stressed when it's, like, real-world shit. Yeah. Same. But can we talk about how I'm excited to see the moment when they they play that snippet where Letty is leading Ruby into the house, into that huge house that they've bought now. And she's like, how do you feel about not ever having to pay rent? Like, I love that. I love... Yeah. I think there will be moments of joy. And I think that's where the show so far, even though it has been difficult. It's been difficult for me as a white person, so I can't even (laughs) imagine. Um, But it also, that juxtaposition, as we've talked about, that it shows the joy. And like how sometimes the really crappy stuff that you go through is what makes you a really good horror movie protagonist because you can survive, you know what I mean? It like sucks and it's like, I'm sorry all that stuff happened to you. But I do think there is hope in that too, that like in surviving all of that, fuckery you kind of gain a absurd superpower right all right well that is the second episode <laughs> that's only the second of 10 i'm not ready eight more weeks it is i don't know if i can do it <laughs> i mean my good sim jordan is making the content i watched all those twilight zone episodes and only some of them are good like i will watch it jordan i will i'm always here for you like jordan Beale feels like my cousin <laughs> where I'm like, he's got a movie coming out. <laughs> we'll buy it. We're not going to watch it. So it's like Jordan Peele could read the phone book and I would buy, pay him money. All right. Well, thanks, Crystal, for joining us and discussing the second episode. Thank you. It was so much fun. And I'm so sorry I talk so much. That's why you're here, is to talk. Like- <laughs> yeah. 
All right, y'all. We hope you enjoyed our second episode in our first mini series about Lovecraft Country. Um, if you would go on all of our social media and follow us, like us. Yeah. <laughs> follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook and like us. No, like us on Facebook and whatever you do on Instagram. <laughs> like us everywhere. I need you to like me. <laughs> we, you like me. You really like me. <laughs> Sally. <laughs> All right. Um, and then also subscribe on all of your favorite um, podcast platforms and rate and review us on iTunes. All of this just helps more people find us and helps more people get the fierce. We want the fierce to spread, but not like COVID because that's not okay. But like love. Y'all stay fierce out there. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.